On July 13, SAG-AFTRA went on strike, walking off film and television sets and joining the WGA in demanding a square deal from producers. Nearly two months later, that deal seems as distant as ever. You know Michelle Hurd from her work as Raffi on Star Trek Picard, but you may also know that she is the vice president of SAG-AFTRA. She joined me to talk about the ongoing strike and the upcoming United We Trek event. I'm T. Rick Jones, and this is your Daily Star Trek News. Thirteenth, SAG-AFTRA walked off all the film and television sets, and um, and you all, uh, you know, started striking uh, and joined the WGA, who had been doing it for a month or more by then. Um, so, talk to me and everybody. I'm not going to rehash that whole history because I think everybody's read about it enough. But uh, t- talk about what some of the issues are um, with. Uh, you know why? Why did why did you all walk off? What what are you fighting for? Um, you know, talk a little about bit about the AI and streaming, and you yeah. know, just, just explain to me what some of the issues that you that you care about are. Yeah, you know what's uh, one of the things that I found um, so kind of um, uh, moving during this whole strike, and actually going to cons, and because I speak about the strike at the cons. Um, because the promoters asked me to, and I'm more than happy. And then our Trekkie um, family has been so engaged in it. And they're really curious, which I so love. I love this family so much. You know, they're, they really um, follow in, in Roddenberry's uh, footsteps, you know, of the hope for a better tomorrow. Um, but one of the things I found so interesting is that they understand that what we are fighting for is a living wage. And that's what everybody can relate to. I've had uh, healthcare workers come over to me, teachers, librarians, um, custodians, uh, UPS workers, I mean, cops, everybody in every different profession is literally like, you got to do this. This is happening in my industry. This is happening here. And, you know, we got to make this stop. Um, so specifically what what has happened in our industry, in my industry, uh, the arts, um, because of streaming, the business model that we have all profited for um, with uh, all these many years that was always so lucrative, the linear programming, ad-supported ad um, programming um, was changed by streaming platforms. Uh, this concept of taking your actors um, generally away from where they live uh, to a different state for five months, uh, shooting about 10 episodes, then these streaming platforms will hold these shows uh, for as long as they want. You know, they don't, they'll drop it whenever they feel. It could be in a month, six months, a year from after you you shot it. Uh, and then they will hold you, the actor, um, for one, two, three, even four or more years before letting you know whether that show is being picked up, let alone whether you're going to be picked up with that show. And so this weird concept of working for five months and having that page, those paychecks sustain us for years without the ability to get another series regular job or to be able to have some say in curating your job, your your career, meaning if I try to get another job in that hiatus, the employers, the other that I might be of a job that I might be trying to get, can't commit to me because they don't know when I'm going to be called back to work. Sure. So now I'm sort of uh, left to just yeah. grab a job here, grab a job there, grab it, grab whatever I can, and often forced to take top of show. Top of show is a concept that was never created by sag after It was created by the AMPTB, and it's called, it, it means the top of show. It's the base minimum 
that a producer is going to pay. So the base pay, the, the minimal base pay, I could literally do three or four episodes of a show of different different shows, and I still won't make 26000 which is what we need to qualify to make our health insurance. So that's literally a struggling working class problem. So yeah. what we're striking on is the ability to, uh, first of all, we'd like to have our um, uh, residuals placed at a fair base, a fair wage for our work on streaming platforms like we had on our linear television shows, which is the 22 episodes on the few ep networks that we still have. Those are ad supported. So we had residuals. It was, you know, cash cow for everybody. We don't have that on streaming platforms. So we're, you know, we are fighting for the right to have our work compensated. Streaming platforms are a billion dollar in industry. Billions. Billions of dollars right now. And we don't see any of it. We don't see any of that. So, you know, we're only asking for like a tiny, tiny little portion. We're like, like, like 0. 0.005, you know, like just give us a little something cut there so that we can be compensated. Um, our caps, which are the contributions uh, to our episodes into our health, health and pension fund. This is what keeps us all in um, with healthcare. Those caps, which is what the producers contribute, those caps have not been moved for 40 years, since 1983. So how in the world are we actors supposed to keep up with in inflation, particularly yeah. with healthcare, if they haven't even moved in 40 years? That's four decades, y'all. That's insane. No other industry has that. No other industry has that. Another really uh, dangerous thing, which again, you know, as actors, we're sort of the shiny object that get to sort of amplify these issues. But just remember, AI, artificial intelligence, will affect, mm -mm, is affecting everyone, everyone. We're just the shiny objects. You could think of it this way. Say you have a bad breakup and your ex really is pissed off at you. They can actually utilize AI technology to take my face, to take my person, my avatar, and put it into, I don't know, some really gross porn or something. And I say that because there's not always bad porn. There's some good porn, but you know, some really <laughs> gross porn yeah. or blackmail me or um, utilize my uh, to call somebody, to ask for money. This happened, this can happen to everyone. It's not just us. So I, I, I really need the community to understand this, that we're fighting for everyone. What's yeah. kind of disgusting in our um, field is that background artists, and this is a proposal that AMPTP put across the table, they want to have the ability to, when a background artist comes to do a day of work, which is $150, $187, it's basically below $200. Sure. Uh, they, the producers of whatever gig you're doing, has the right to scan your person, creating an avatar of you. Now they are able to utilize that avatar of you in their libraries in perpetuity forever and ever, and you will never see another penny. So for $200, less than $200, I now, I, I, I could be sitting back watching TV and I look at a crowd in a commercial and I go, that's me, that, that's me. I could be watching a movie and there could be someone sitting in the front row of, uh, you know, uh, at a restaurant, sitting at a table restaurant. That's me. And I will never see any of this money because I have written off, given away my rights for my avatar to be in somebody's library to utilize forever. And this 
cannot stand. This is insane. That's just three, healthcare, streaming, and AI that we are fighting for. And this is, you know, my union, SAG-AFTRA, is 160,000 strong, made up of singers, voiceover artists, dancers, stunt workers, background artists, principal artists. And this is just three of the issues that impact 160,000 members in all those locations. That's that's crazy. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I had no idea they had the right, is that written in their contracts that they have the right to scan a, a background actor? Yeah, see, this is the thing that's so egregious. You know, in, in every contract that an actor basically signs, pretty much across the board from like, t you know, commercials to um, uh, TV series to movies and all that stuff, there's this little clause, right? There's a little clause that says, we give over the right to have the production utilize our likeness in this production, you know, and 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 for the actor, you're just thinking like, oh, that's because we're going to make a big poster of me, or they're going right. to make a little, you know, uh, a family portrait that's going to be put on a mantle in the background. You know, you say yes, or you're going to be used in publicity. That's what you're saying, yes. So this little clause has now been abused. <laughs> it's now been widened and abused to utilize for these people to utilize in perpetuity. And, and one of the most important things that I really wish that all actors, but it doesn't matter, actor or not actor, human beings should do is read your contracts. Please, please, please read every single thing that you sign on for. And I include my youth he, that is hearing this. That includes any kind of app that, you know, when you use an app, and there's a little something that comes up in tiny, tiny writing with many, many pages. And you have to click that in order to accept that app. Yeah. Please read those because in those apps, in those um, contracts, they are literally saying, we are going to use your biometrics. We are going to use your personal information. We are going to utilize whatever we want <laughs> that you put into this phone for our own um, profit without yeah. you getting any compensation. So that's the exact same thing that we have in our contract. So please, people read, you know, write, say no. <laughs> say no, because you're giving away your um, your likelihood, your likeliness. You're giving away your power, your yeah. autonomy, your abilities. Please. You know, I'm, I'm a stage manager. I'm in the Actors' Equity Association. So I know kind of what you're talking about, but we don't have, we don't have issues like you guys do. Right. You know, I, you know, it's been a long time. I've never been involved in a strike since I've been in the union. Mm, um, let's pick that up. <laughs> yeah, knock on wood. Um, but, uh, but, and it's been a long time since SAG-AFTRA has walked out. It's been, uh, 1980 was the last time. Yeah, it's crazy, right? So it's been, it's been, it's crazy that you're suddenly doing it. And it's been so even longer since SAG-AFTRA and WGA walked out at the same time. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we're at the 50th anniversary of the last time that happened. 50 uh, years, you guys. 50 yeah. years. It's time. Yeah. It's um, time. You know, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's crazy that you haven't had to do that before. Well, it's, 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 it, I think it's a, uh, you know, it's a, a product of our times because, like I was saying, it's re we're really just a microcosm of what's happening in the world. I mean, the, the expanse between the haves and have nots has gotten so insane. You think about like conversations that we could have had, you know, a decade or so ago, and it would be about like, oh, you know, people are making millions and millions of dollars. Well, cut to 2023, 2024 is coming up. And now we talk about people, individuals 
making billions and billions of dollars. If we don't change this now, in 10 years, are we going to talk about individuals making trillions of dollars? And if individuals start making trillions of dollars, well, then the divide between the haves and haves not is going to be completely unsurvivable. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I, I can't even, I don't even want to imagine what that could look like. It's been two months since any negotiations have happened with SAG-AFTRA. So how, how did they break down? Did the AMPTP <laughs> just refuse to talk, which it seems like they're doing now, or, you know, what, what happened? What was the straw? Yeah. Right. And how did it break down? Yeah. It broke down. She broke down. I mean, you know, the, the thing that's kind of crazy is, uh, you know, the WGA had, I think, five weeks of negotiations. And that's like 11,800 people, or, or is it 17,000? I forget which is DGA and WGA, but anywhere between 11, 15, 17,000 people. Sure. We, who have 160,000 with all those different um, uh, departments, like I told you, our careers, we got, they, they gave us three weeks. Three weeks three and a half weeks to negotiate for 160,000 members. We graciously um, extended for 12 days. One of the things that we, the big issues that we had been uh, um, asking to speak on um, from the very first day was AI, artificial intelligence, because we knew that this is a biggie for everybody. Yeah. They didn't, AMPTP did not respond to us, didn't respond to us, just silent for those few weeks. We'd make this extension. We, we again put our proposal for AI specifically and we're like, you need to respond to us. They don't respond to us for four days during that 12 day uh, uh, extension, four, four days, just, just silent. We're just, we're there, we kept showing up, waiting, you know, doing our caucus and trying to figure out what, you know, what's the next text, silence. On that day, on that, that day, the, the 12th, um, which was the last day that we were in the room with them, I think it was like, like 3 p.m. or something like that in the afternoon, they showed up with a partial response to the IA proposal, which gives us absolutely no time, absolutely no time to go back into our room to caucus to try to come up with a response to their response. So they basically were like, well, I guess there's just not going to be enough time, so we probably should do another extension. So that right now they're just dragging their feet. And from like from our point of view, it looked pretty much like the reason they wanted to have us do another extension was to give them the ability to have their red carpets for the big summer releases, <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 right. Um, yeah. It was so disrespectful. It was so um, um, dismissive um, and um, ugly uh, that we had a, a little back and forth in that room. I think, I mean, literally till like 11 something that night, you know, we did not stop. We were there. And it became very clear that they were not going to move, that they weren't going to, um, they weren't taking us seriously. And um, at that moment, because we had the full 98% support of our union giving us that ability to have the strike authorization, we had to pull the trigger and um, and strike. We walked out en masse, very dramatic. <laughs> As true actors. <laughs> well, yeah, if you're going to do something, do it dramatically, Michelle. That's yeah. <laughs> um uh the, i have a couple of quotes that i'd love to hear your response to oh um, dear um, uh one one is and i'm sure you've heard these before one is bob Iger said uh said your demands are not realistic um 
And another is somebody anonymous from the AMPTP said, um, which is a mouthful, sag after is much easier to say, um, said, uh, said that they were just going to hold out and wait until you couldn't afford your apartments and food anymore, um, which is less a strategy and more of, I don't know what, it's not it's know, a negotiating strategy. You can't right. negotiate without talking. Um, so, <laughs> so I'd love to hear your response to those yeah. two uh, specific yeah. quotes. I think one of the things uh, that's so interesting about being told that we're unrealistic is that for an individual who makes $80,000 a day, for them to tell us that we're unrealistic because the difficulty of making 26,000 a year is unattainable, who's unrealistic here? Who's unrealistic here? Right. There's no way that somebody who makes 80,000 a day can even conceive, conceive, wrap their head around what it means to struggle, hustle, scrape, you know, phone call, everything you can to try to make 26,000 in one year just so that you can qualify for your health insurance. Yeah. And this is not even trying to curate my career. This is just trying to make sure that I have health insurance. Sure. So yeah. I think that answers what's unrealistic here. Yeah. And the other statement, which was actually said about the WGA, about waiting till they become homeless. Right. Waiting it out till they become homeless till they lose their homes, then they will come back and accept whatever contract we put in front of them. Well, that's just inhumane yeah, and cruel yeah. and un uh, unconscionable. And, and absolutely, as you said, that is not a negotiation. You know, the truth of a, a successful negotiation is when both parties walk away, not completely satisfied. I'd sure. be perfectly happy with that. I'm so ready for that, but yeah. you need to come to the table. You got to come to the table. You got to fairly bargain with us. We'll do a give and take. Let's do a give and take. But to not even do, not even to come to the table and to actually say, I mean, again, even, you know, bringing into the unrealistic kind of um, concept into that statement, how is it possible that people could say, we want to wait till a body of people become homeless? And a body of people who, by the way, are part of what creates the network of human connection. Yeah. Storytelling has been around for centuries. It's literally a sacred art form of how we communicate with each other. Yeah. Pavemen, you know, drew things of big elephants and five people running. You know, I mean, like, this is how we share, how we connect during the pandemic. What did people do? They leaned into storytelling. They leaned into even news outlets, any, any way to find information, to connect, to find what's the word? What is the word? That's what writers do. That's what actors do. We're storytellers. And to say, we would happily wait till they become homeless? They're unrealistic because they're trying to make more than 26,000 a year? This yeah. is malicious and cruel and and needs to needs to stop and needs to change and you know part of this whole place that we have found ourselves in now is because we're no longer dealing and interacting and negotiating with creatives 
you know, back in the day, in the studio days, and, you know, mind you, back in the studio days, there, there was their own kind of issues. I mean, there was the casting couch and there was a whole lot of issues back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> but the truth is those people who were the heads of the studios, they loved art. They loved making movies. Sure. They loved telling stories. And we're not negotiating with those people anymore. We're negotiating with conglomerates, with corporations, with with people whose portfolio has a little section of the industry and that they look at their portfolios and they go, where can we trim the fat? Let's let's trim the fat, meaning the actors and the writers. This cannot happen anymore. It, 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 it has to change. And that's why it has to happen now. Yeah. In fairness, um, because we are a news outlet, I reached out to the AMPTP a couple of times yeah. to try to get somebody on to talk about it, to ask questions. And I have been met with silence, just as you folks have been met with silence. So, What is that? What, yeah. what is that? If you are so proud of where you stand and the point of view and you feel that you're righteous and that you are on the right side of history, why would you not speak up and tell us what your issues are? Right. Why would you not come and share this? Yeah. I mean, that's that's incredibly telling, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. For Star Trek people, how is this going to affect Star Trek fans going forward? Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, what what can they expect from I mean, how long is it going to be? You probably right. you can't answer this question, but how long is it going to be till they get new Star Trek? What's yeah. I mean, just how's it affecting the your fans of yeah. you know, Star Trek properties? Well, I, first of all, the million dollar question is when it's going to end. I mean, you know, that, that would have been a lovely if the AMPTP had decided to send one, someone here to show up because we could have asked them because the ball is in their court. They sure. literally can make this end tomorrow, today, if they wanted yeah. to. Um, I have to say, um, and I, I don't know if this helps, but from the cons that I've been doing and the, you know, interactions with my Trekkie family, um, I have been so moved by how supportive our, our Trekkies are. Uh, they understand. They get it. They understand what we're fighting for. They know why we're doing this. Um, and they are so strong and so powerful with their, um, their, their love and their support and their words of encouragement. Uh, what's been amazing, you know, is I'll give, you know, a panel, a speech or, or you know, I'll answer questions and do all that. And then I'll go back to my table to sign some pictures and I get this amazing um informed group of people like they come and go ah i didn't know what was going on now i understand what can we do and they're so galvanized and i you know i'm, I'm just like i don't even know what to tell you because they're so ready to you know like take down the man you know kind of situation <laughs> yeah. um and of course all i can say is you know please amplify you know social media you know let the world know because it's really about information and information's power and to you know, in a way, shame the AMPTP to get back to the table sure. um, to really inform people that this is a labor issue. It's a labor movement. It's about working class individuals. Uh, and also, of course, you know, to donate to the SAGAfterFoundation.org because that's going to help with emergency assistance with all the actors who are out of work and, you know, and are suffering. Um, but one of the things about actors is that, and I think the AMPTP has forgotten this, and they also need to know that about WGA, is artists, we're used to struggling. This is what we do. Tell we, me about it. <laughs> right? Tell, right, honey? We, this is what we do. We're very resourceful. And we will figure out how to keep ourselves afloat to fight for the ability to have this as a vocation. 
Because if we don't change this now in 10 years, I, I honestly, I don't know for sure whether a writer is going to be a, an a actually financially um, a stable vocation. Yeah. And I don't know if an actor is going to be a, is, is going to be a, a viable vocation because things are being, you know, um, taken over by AI. Writers rooms are being taken over by AI technology um, to job us out by lowering our salaries continuously means that I, I, I can't, <laughs> I, I can't do the work that I want to do in the best way that I can, because now I have to fit in two other jobs in order for me to do that one TV job. I mean, I, you, you guys re remember the whole thing about Orange is the New Black, right? On Netflix, how huge Orange is the New Black came out. It was huge. Everybody knew Orange is the New Black. People were walking around in, in you know, Halloween costumes, dressed up, quoting the whole thing. You know, those were series regulars. Those actors didn't give up their day jobs because they were at top of show. So they were on one of the biggest Netflix series of that time streamed around the world, millions and millions of eyes were gotten were on them and still they were getting base minimum pay, no residuals and had to keep their day jobs. Man. So this is this is the problem. I, I, I don't know when this is gonna end, but I know we have to do this because we have to stand for unions. We have to stand for all union workers. We have to stand for equal, for fair pay, fair pay to make a living wage and for my Trekkie family, you know, um, we, you know, as soon as we can, we will get new content out for you. But at this moment, um, I know Gene Roddenberry would be and his, the whole Roddenberry family would be so proud to know that we all stand together, strong, fighting injustice, fighting the, um, you know, this big brother concept of um, silencing and uh, um, making the divide between the working class and the haves. Uh, even more, I know that they are on the right side. So I, I, I wish I had better, um, you know, words of encouragement as to when this can end. But uh, just know that the Trekkie family, we are so proud to stand with you guys. We're humbled the fact that you'll stand. You are proud to stand with us. And um, you know, we're just, uh, you know, we're we're getting ready to do a little, you know, uh, Trekkie picket picketing on the. Uh, on Friday, the, September 8th, in front of Paramount. And we want all of the Trekkie families to come out and, and trek with us, you know. Uh, so let's talk about that. Uh, it's been dubbed United We Trek, um, which is great. Yeah. Uh, um, what was the genesis of that idea? Who came up with the idea? You know, how, how was it put yeah. in motion? Um, honestly, Jonathan Del Arco reached out to me. Um, if you all, I know you all know he played Hugh. Um, and he is just a... Um, he is just the quintessential like stellar trekkie <laughs> you know he's an amazing and an activist uh i know during the elections we um he organized a fundraiser uh, i think for stacy abrams um he's you know he really it's very interesting because he sends out an email and we all respond <laughs> and it was really, yeah it was really he said to me something about september 8th is star trek day um, and I would like to reclaim that for the actors. And I was like, you know what? I think you got something right there. And he just began his magic that he did and his, uh, you know, how he sort of ex uh, tell two friends and so on, so on kind of concept. And we got it all organized and SAG after is 100% behind it. And, you know, the truth of the matter is that we we want to celebrate with our Trekkies. We want to celebrate because we love this family that we're in. We love it. It's sacred. 
Um, but we want to take the eyes away from the studio that is has the honor of telling of of um allow of putting our stories on their platform but our stories our star trek stories and our star trek families are ours it's not theirs it's ours yeah. the trekkie family and we we don't want to um you know uh diminish that we don't want to silence that we want to amplify that we want to celebrate it and um and i love that jonathan said that he said he wants to take that back and it's not their day it's our day it's our day so um that's what september 8th is going to be united we trek uh we want to you know embrace all of our family our trekkie family support it and um you know celebrate this amazing family that has been happening for decades and decades. And, you know, I don't even know how Gene Roddenberry had a, a crystal ball to know all the different inequities that happened and are happening. Um, but to tell them in the, the you know, the, the powerful uh, umbrella of sci-fi uh, that we can tell stories about diversity and inclusivity and immigration and, you know, bigotry and, you know, and hate and love and, you know, all that stuff under this amazing concept of sci-fi. Uh, he was a pretty uh, ingenious person. So that's what September 8th is going to be. United We Trek together. I'm going to put all the all the details in the show notes, uh, but just give them to me now. We want to hear them from your voice. What, uh, yes. So, the so on September 8th, um, so I think in New York, it's going to be uh, 1515 Broadway, uh, which is Paramount. Um, here it's over on Melrose. I don't know the exact address. I'm so sorry, but it's the Paramount Gates. It's right there on Melrose off of Gower, I believe. And um, it's uh, between uh, 9.30 and 12. Uh, so show up, um, put your SPF on, um, uh, you know, get your hats, do what you need to do, get your water bottle. And, you know, united we trek together, together and strong and, and uh, you know, who knows you might run into your favorite trekking if you do go yeah. there are a few ground rules no star trek apparel right right um and uh no selfies i think we just want to do that because it's going to be it'll be a little bit more distracting you know we're trying to pick it and we're trying to show a a sense of unity and um if 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 anything what we hope our trekkie family realizes is that it's not you coming to watch us it's us working together Right. Like this is, we're all on the same side of the, you know, the screen at this point. We're really together and mobilized together. And um, we're kind of arm in arm as opposed to looking at each other. Uh, so we just, we, we really want to um, kind of convey that. And I, I think that's kind of, you know, I think that's a beautiful and powerful thing. And it's kind of a unique uh, a moment in time. It doesn't always happen that way. Because if you think about Star Trek Day, we're generally still sort of like that, you know, like, you know, someone's over there and someone's over here and we're taking pictures. This is going to be a place where we're united. We're together. We're all on the same team and, and strong. And, you know, if there's not a, uh, if you're not in New York or, uh, or LA for um, United We Trek Day, then, you know, uh, do your own little moment of, of protest and, uh, you know, just stand supported, maybe, um, you know, because everything's social media now, but maybe put something on social media on that day and just say that you stand united with us and, uh, maybe a whole bunch of AMPTP go back to the table, you know, kind of tweets yeah. um, and posts on Instagram. Um, that would be a way to stand in solidarity. People can bring signs, but they'll be vetted. What kinds of things will you be looking for? What kinds of signs are appropriate for, for fans to bring? 
Yeah, you know, that's one of those that I sort of step back on because it's all legal. <laughs> so sure. it's whatever SAG-AFTRA and the WGA approve of. Um, the WGA signs have been fabulous because they're written by writers. So they've always got these really <laughs> great, these great signs. I love it. Um, ours, are, ours are okay, uh, but theirs are a little more kitschy. Um, so it's, it's just that kind of stuff. And I, and I think what we have to be careful of is that we don't want to, uh, we don't want anybody in trouble. We don't want any kind of liability sort of things. We don't want people putting stuff on signs that, you know, could get them in trouble in any way um, because this is a nonviolent, non, you know, um, a peaceful uh, a rally. And um, so we just want to be careful of that. And, you know, also you, you could just show up and we'll give you a SAG-AFTRA um, poster, you know, poster. And that that's kind of cool as well. That's terrific. Uh, well, Michelle Hurd, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a real pleasure. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I, I feel like I know more about the the um, strikes than I did, and I hope hopefully people watching will as well or listening. It's a pleasure uh, and an honor to sit to meet you and to chat about this. And thank you so much for doing this extra work and helping us uh, in this really important fight. So thank you. What United We Trek? When? September 8, 2023, from 9.30 a.m. to 12 p.m. Where? In L.A., 5433 Melrose Avenue, or in New York City, 1515 Broadway.